Hey, it's Ben here. And in addition to this podcast, I also teach Microsoft Excel online. Visit ExcelExposure.com for more information and use the coupon code FAILURE for 20% off of the lifetime access to the course. Stay tuned after the episode for a little bit more information as to why it's so important to improve your Excel skills and unlock your inner Excel ninja. Thanks. Hey there, this is Ben Currier, self-proclaimed world's number one failure. In this podcast, we'll learn about the hardest moments my guests faced and the failures they endured on their path towards making it. I hope you enjoy. Hey there, friends of failure, and welcome to this week's episode of the Failure Guy podcast. I am here with Melissa De Silva. Hey there, Melissa. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I am unbelievable. We've had a bit of technical difficulties getting started, but I'm happy that uh, I'm now able to talk with you. For the listeners who don't know much about you, can you give us a little bit of uh, what you've been doing, what your career has taken you down you know, the path of? Um, so I'm currently in a, a human resources analyst for a hospital. Um, but on my side hustle, I, um, I self-published a book. Um, it's called Lose Me by, by Me. <laughs> and um, it's about like a toxic relationship that I was in. And um, I've been writing since I was 18. So I just wanted like people to learn through my book how to love themselves and to learn from my mistakes that I made. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the point of the podcast. Uh, what, what made you comfortable enough or confident enough to self-publish? Um, I didn't realize it was, it wasn't a big deal to me because I'm pretty open with everybody. Um, I, but people started telling me, oh, you were really vulnerable <laughs> to publish that book. And I was like, oh, I didn't see it that way because it just, I was honestly just telling my story and what happened. Um, so. I don't, I just, I don't know. It's just me being me, I guess. Have you always been kind of that opener? Because I know recently I've been trying to be a little bit more like radically transparent and stuff. I don't know if you've adopted a newer kind of open mindset or have you always been kind of that way? Um, I, I think I just don't care what people think because I think any, anybody can relate to, I think my book, like it's about like loving somebody and then they don't love you in return. I think we can all relate to that. So maybe that's why I feel so open about it. And I feel like being open is a way to connect to people. I notice that when I'm vulnerable and I'm honest, that other people are honest towards me and we can have an honest conversation, which is goes a lot better than pretending to be something we're not. Yeah, for sure. So you did you say you always were uh, someone who wrote a lot? Yes, I've been writing since I was 18. So uh, like just I think it's been kind of like therapy for me. When I go through a hard time, I write it down because um, I've always I never really had anybody to talk to. Mm -hmm. So I think writing it down helped me like kind of deal with things. And um, yeah, I just decided one day to just put it into a book. <laughs> nice. So did you have to do a lot of editing or was it more just kind of you know, as you were feeling it, writing it out, or did you go back and try to, you know, um, kind of revise a lot of it to make it more book-ish, or did it all just kind of come out as as it was? Um, I wrote different things for different events in my life. 
So I had to kind of like group it into what happened. It's like with that specific person or event mm-hmm. and kind of tell the story that I wanted to tell um, through that, like what I learned and what I went through. Yeah. Well, what do you mind sharing a little bit with the listeners about what you did go through? Cause I mean, uh, I'm certainly happy to hear, uh, as I usually do, start with a little shameless brag. So if there's anything you're very proud of, like the self-publishing book and all that other stuff, feel free to let us know. But I'd love to hear about like the specifics of this relationship that was so good in a bad way to, uh, to <laughs> let you write a book about it. Um, so I think it was just um, like, I think there was it was just not working out and the just communication on his end. And I think I was just trying so hard to make it work. And um, we were actually engaged like halfway through our relationship. Uh, It was kind of like one of those off and on, on and on again, and you're off and you're together and you're not (laughs) one day. And um, so, yeah, we were engaged and. um, Who who proposed to who? He proposed to me. Was it a um, fun scenario or? Uh, it was in the, the Dominican Republic, so nice. we were there and on vacation, and um, we were at some spa, and he like he gave the ring to one of the like employees there, and he was on his knees, like my ex wasn't <laughs> even on his knee; it was the employee. He and, it. <laughs> yeah, he outsourced that. <laughs> so I think that was like red flag number one. <laughs> and um but that's a nice place to be why were you there or just on a vacation yeah we were just on a vacation I think he planned it he knew he was going to do that so that was what um he planned to ask me there and um yeah so I said yes I was obviously excited at the at that time I wanted to get married so Mm -hmm. I was excited I was looking forward to it and honestly we had like um like experiences before that kind of went against it but I was like I was just kind of like self-soothing and trying to make the best out of the situation and I just told myself like oh no this time like we're gonna get married so it's Hmm. it's gonna work out you know he's going to put in the work this time I think I was being kind of honestly delusional (laughs) yeah the rose-colored glasses but yeah I was just like thinking the best and um as we got to planning the wedding and and stuff like we kept fighting we kept disagreeing like it just wasn't working out and we actually put a, a deposit on the hall uh to get married at both of us put in a thousand dollars each and um when I wouldn't when I was driving home from the hall like it felt so so wrong like something was just telling like I had so much anxiety mm-hmm. um around it and my mom was even like you're a bride you're supposed to be happy and you look so miserable and I was like telling her like don't tell anybody don't tell anybody I'm engaged like because I I had I think I had a feeling that it was going to end because I I was having so much anxiety so um like uh I canceled it I like right after I put the deposit I think like a day after I just decided to cancel it like and I don't regret it to this day. I, it was a horrible thing to do. It must have been but, tough, yeah. but it was honestly the best decision I, I ever made in my life. Was this like your first serious relationship or did you have other, because uh, I know a lot of people who like married their high school sweetheart have a lot of problems. Was it something like that? Or did you, you said you were on again, off again. So it probably wasn't as, uh, 
destined from the beginning kind of thing? Yeah, it wasn't. I think I knew a year into it that, you know, we had problems. But again, I was just um, like holding on to the best of the situation. And um, it wasn't my first relationship. No, I had a long term relationship in high school, too. And so after you decided to break that off, did you make any changes as you went on to further relationships to make sure you didn't fall into the same trap of uh, either settling or not looking for the thing that you wanted you know, specifically? Well, we actually continued dating. We broke up. <laughs> the story got back together after that and dated a little bit. And then I was less pressure. You don't even have to marry each other anymore. Yeah. Well, I was like, okay, I think we need to live together. Like I always had, I'm, I'm like a problem solver. So I always had a solution. I was like, okay, I think we need to live together, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, but it didn't work out because like he's, his family's kind of old school. Like they don't believe in living together wow. or marriage. And I was like, no, like in like yeah. we need to live together to see if it's going to work out. And it was just a lot of like, communication issues like I had my own issues too in the relationship sure, yeah. I can't only blame him like it was me I think we just were not meant to be together mm-hmm. and both of us kept trying and trying and even went to counseling too yeah. it just didn't work I think after counseling it just that was the last straw and we just broke up from there yeah well it's tough because you already put so much time and effort into it and it's like don't want to start over completely and learn someone else's whole family and all these other things you know it's just easier and more comfortable to kind of stay in that yeah path of least resistance kind of a thing yeah and so then you took this and you wrote how long did it take you from then to write the book about it was like a, a long time of processing what happened or did you kind of let it all out immediately um well I kind of wrote like in the situation like when we were in the relationship and we'd fight is when um my writing yeah like journaling or yeah and um I kind of put it all together I already had most of it I just Mm kind of had to edit it and tell the story how I tried to tell the story as much as I could as it happened like in the in the order that sides are just your perspective it's mostly my perspective, but at the end, I do say that I was toxic too, because my toxic trade was knowing full well he wasn't going to change and staying in it and trying to change him because that that is toxic behavior. Mm-hmm. There's viewing, thinking you can change somebody and they need to kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Or that either they need to change or, I mean, I guess obviously the other option is to uh, part ways, <laughs> but if you're going to make them change, that's, yeah, I can see why that would be not uh, the healthiest. Yeah. You can't make anybody change. I've learned that I will not, uh, like I'm single now. I've been mm-hmm. single for about a year and six months almost. And I just, I tell myself like, I need to accept the person as they are. And if mm-hmm. I can't, then, then I need to walk away. Yeah. And a lot of times we sometimes can't love it. We don't love ourselves enough. So we then put that on somebody else. And the more time we take to feel comfortable in our own skin, the better it'll be when, you know, you actually find someone you want to be with because you don't feel like you have to rely on them entirely for your self, you know, self-worth kind of stuff, which can certainly be a problem or at least has been my problem in, in a lot of relationships, like the codependency piece, you know, where you're both kind of, needing each other and uh now i'm i'm also single trying to figure out how to uh not 
pursue a relationship like to have that not be a goal because it usually is one of the yeah. main goals when I'm single because it's like uh it's just something that for some reason it seems like it's an obvious thing that needs to be sorted out but mm-hmm. I think being comfortable with myself better first so that that person gets a you know better version of me when we get there and so you wrote this book and then did you, I believe you've done more than just that you've you've taken in a uh uh, even further right and trying to help others certainly through the book but also um, engaging with them as well yes I think um, like at the end of the book is where I kind of write about like loving myself and that if I had loved myself I wouldn't have tried to make this person love me or make this person love me in the way that I wanted mm-hmm. so I want to promote yeah like you said self-love I think it's really important before you I don't want to say before you can date anyone because we're always a work in progress, but just recognize that, you know, you have to do the work on yourself. Like you can't make other people do the work for you. You have to realize like, what do I need? What to, what do I need to fix to come out and be a better person? I feel like you attract what you are mm-hmm. at the end. So if you're emotionally unavailable, you'll attract people that are emotionally unavailable. And that's happened to me in dating too. So what's your plan now? Just no plan? See what happens and, and take life uh, day by day? Just having no expectations. I think like you said, I dated with the intention of trying to find somebody to kind of fill that void. Mm-hmm. And I had to take a step back and realize like, what do I want? What, like, what kind of partner do I want? And I tried, I'm trying right now to be what I want in a partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just... Be ambitious. I want somebody who's ambitious, who mm-hmm. will support my dreams, you know, and I'm trying to just be that person that I want to be. And I, I realize that now I date and I don't have any expectations for anybody. I'm just like, I'm like, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Like, yeah. I'm not going to be upset. I'm, I'm gotten to a place where I'm, I'm okay by myself now. Yeah. And I think that's super important. Expectations are probably one of the most important things, which is basically expectations are putting yourself in the future state of when you have something. And then when you don't have it, you're upset, even though you never had it to begin with. And so it can be really tricky when you're trying to you know, be hopeful, but not necessarily expect it to, to be happening, you know, to be just able to take it wherever it goes, you know, is the best way to do it. Of course. Is there anything you've done since you were single that you wouldn't have been able to do if you were in a relationship, things that you said, okay, well, now that I'm on my own, I'm going to go pursue X, Y, or Z. Um, I don't think so. In relationships, I've always done what I wanted to do. I never held back or anything like that. I never held back. At least that was the good part of my ex. He never held me back from doing anything that I wanted to do, but uh, just, I guess, like living for myself, not having to have another person there just make my own plans you know you don't have when you have a partner you have to plan with them like I can just go anywhere now yeah Yeah, uh, all my past decisions like moving to so I I grew up in Boston and I moved to Colorado um, but I moved with an ex of mine and it's interesting uh, how much you can sometimes rely on other people to just make decisions because it's easier to just go along with things and to try to figure out, well, what do I want? And I think your point about like figuring out what kind of person you want is, is important because there's so many people out there and nowadays you can like pinpoint 
the exact type of person you want and and to some degree find them or at least weed out the ones that wouldn't fit that so it's like now versus when you had to the only option was going to the bar or whatever like going like 40 years ago when there's no internet you couldn't really go find anybody you'd have to try really hard nowadays you can kind of really be very specific in the way that you seek that out but also to your other point like just being comfortable enough with yourself that you're not needing that is one of the best ways to get it you know because everyone can tell when you're confident and, and uh happy with yourself and then you just radiate you know positivity and it's very so cool you have to attract what you want yeah, <laughs> you absolutely. have to be what you want and be positive i noticed my dating experience now has been a lot better without me having any expectations yeah um, course, but i still then, have fails in that too yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at least when there's no expectations you can actually listen to what they're saying and just be interested rather than judgmental about you know why it doesn't fit the the kind of person you wanted them to be or whatever it's nice it's nice when you just kind of genu- genuinely be there so being on the show as you might know you you do get a get out of fail free card so i don't know if you know what that does but you can actually use it to pursue a hobby or a passion or something that you've maybe avoided doing because of the massive amounts of failure that are required uh i think of stand-up comedy but maybe being an actor or an actress or even for me working out is tough you know so like is there something you would use a get out of fail free card to uh to pursue something that you might not do otherwise if the failure uh you know wasn't a possibility uh, i think it would be to be um, a motivational speaker I think I'd be really good at that. Except I'm really shy and introverted. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you never know, but that's... Well, you think practice then, you know? I mean, as long as you're comfortable with what you're saying, it's not like you have to necessarily be a people person to be one person talking to everyone, making them listen to you. Yeah. Would that be cool? What kind of... Uh, would it be in relationships and stuff? Or what do you think you... In a relationships or just motivating people to love themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, first before they get into a relationship I think that's really important yeah and so what was the name of your book again just so everyone knows what what's it called uh lose me by Melissa De Silva awesome and are you planning on maybe writing any other books or you got anything in the works or are you, are you... I'm writing my second book <laughs> <laughs> I figured you would be uh, what, what's that one about um it's about um my first relationship uh he passed away so it's about me going through that Oh, wow. And how is, is it all been cathartic? Is it kind of a replacement for therapy? I feel like my podcasting is kind of doing that as well. Yeah, um, it is. It's kind of, uh, like I said, during when I was grieving, I wrote a lot. And I think, um, like going through the experience, and I wasn't really accepting the fact that he was gone. I was still like, I held on to it for like many years, even through dating my ex. It was like something I couldn't let go of. Mm-hmm. So that's what the book is about kind of like going through the stages of grief and how uh how to like kind of let go I think I went through there I did went through therapy oh. and I think therapy helped me get over that and my ex and mm-hmm. now I I think I'm a brand new person was there someone early on in life who encouraged you to write things down or how'd you get started with writing uh, so much like what made you uh, get into the habit of doing that um, I don't know. I would just start like rhyming in my head and mm. I'd be like, that's really good. I should write that down. <laughs> like poetry, and, basically? Yeah, like poetry. Like it would kind of have like a rhyme to it or 
and then I would just write it down and like I'll sometimes I'll even be up in the middle of the night writing because it just comes to me yeah. at night yeah you gotta I mean I, I know some famous stand-up comedians who do that they'll think of a joke in bed and they have to go find a pen and piece of paper because if they forget it it's gone type of thing and you know it's probably the same thing with almost any uh form of writing but I've only I, so when I started this whole thing it was originally to write a book about failure um and then I realized I don't have enough experience I have one brand of failure experience but I don't have like a more of a breadth of experience so I wanted to interview other people who've um who've struggled you know in certain things and so um before we go into like the future and what you're going to be doing next is there any other um thoughts on some of your past failures either in relationships or outside of them that you'd want to touch on before we get to more of the forward-looking things um, I'll share a dating fail. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> so I ended up going on this date with this guy and, um, I picked him up and we went for a walk in the park. And, um, he said like, I usually, I don't like driving on dates. I like when my date drives and we drive and we meet at the park. It's just for me, I feel safe like that. Um, but he was like, Oh, come and get me. So I was like, okay, we were talking for a week. So I was like, okay. And um, he came into my car, which I wasn't expecting. And um, he was like, Oh, sorry, my car smells like smoke. And I was like, Oh, you smoke, I don't really like, <laughs> like that. But that's like, that's cool. So anyways, he went off on me. And then uh, when we got to the park, it was things were just very awkward. And he was just like, he didn't want to be there. So I was like, hey, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna go. I feel like kind of uncomfortable and I just would like to go home. It, uh, you know, do you want me to drive you home since I drove him there? I was like, yeah. <laughs> I offered a ride home. I felt like okay with that. And um, he was like, oh, on the way home, he, I became this, like his therapist and he just was talking about his life and how his like father is like bipolar and he doesn't know like, you know how to like he doesn't know how to like leave his dad and live his own life like he's always lived his life for his dad mm -hmm. and um I, honestly at that point I was just like this guy just needs somebody to listen so yeah. I just I just listened to his story yeah I dropped him off and then he still wanted to go on a second date with me and I didn't want to go with him again after <laughs> after all that of course he and wanted then, to um, I mean, round two of therapy, but also, uh, do you think he actually had a car or not? He did have a car. Okay. He did. I don't know why he just wanted me to drive, I guess. I don't know. He said he was having a really bad day that day. And then when I said I didn't want to go out with him, he called me heartless, <laughs> which honestly made me feel bad because I was like, am I heartless because I didn't want to go out with him? And then I was like, no, no, like, you know, you don't need somebody else to fix again. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And also you did plenty, you know, much more than most people would do in the same situation. You know, you already yeah. gave too much. That's probably why he was disappointed, you know, because he was like, oh, yeah, I found us, you know. Too someone who's nice at least and so if, were you always was that in Toronto as well that was in Toronto yeah so I dated been there Toronto. all of your life yes yes I've lived you're planning on going to anywhere else other parts of Canada or anywhere traveling I know it's not the best time to travel but uh, did you have any desires around that 
Um, I've visited Vancouver a few times and I've been to Calgary, Quebec. Nice. Um, I have family in PEI, um, yeah. which is a pretty cool area. I, we used to go to like the pig barn and have little square dance things or whatever uh, with my grandparents. I forget what, but they have, that was when they were building that long bridge that goes to it. If you know the one, uh, I forget what it's called. It's like a nine mile or some sort of kilometers long uh bridge up there uh but it, at the time it was like super crazy because you could only take a ferry or a plane i think otherwise before that um so it's kind of cool and so thinking towards the future now what is the next thing you're going to fail at what is your next big failure meaning the thing that you are going to try that you haven't necessarily done something in that arena and you're gonna uh you know fail it till you nail it um so i actually just recently got let go of my job Oh, me too. Well, I got fired, but did you just get? I got. Well, I got. I guess I got fired in a nice way. They gave me severance, so I. Oh, I'm getting I, severance too. So I guess it's a nice firing, yeah. Yeah, like at first I was really upset. I actually thought I was getting promoted uh, because they were doing some restructuring. I did. I like, oh, for sure, I'm gonna get promoted here. You know, because I've been with the company for four years. Yeah. And, uh, and I was the last one to get called in. And my manager was like, here's your severance package. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that at all. But um, I, I honestly, I cried. I cried. I was so upset. I was thinking I was getting a promotion and it was the opposite. I know. So it's funny because I had just bared my soul to them and said, I want to, um, I hate finance. And so I want to do sales or something, you know, something else within the company. But basically then they were like, well, we knew a finance guy. And now we know you don't want to do it. So see you later. I was like, oh, I thought I was going to go do this other cool stuff. Uh, but no, but it let me uh, have a little more freedom around this whole find out where I want to live thing. I just bought a dog three days ago from a shelter in, in Denver. And I brought him over to chilling out of my friend's house right now, but uh, adjusting to that because I figure... I usually need a relationship so the dog could fill, fill some of that uh, and give me something to focus on, you know, and make me have more habits and stuff because I can, uh, uh, I have trouble taking care of myself as well as other people, you know, if, and if I can trick myself that, that taking care of them is what takes care of me or something, somehow I, I can do it for other people, but not myself. So I think having a dog would be like, oh, well, maybe I got to work out because I got to walk and more and stuff or whatever the little tricks are, because I can't get myself to do something for my own, for me, you know, for the reason that it's good for me kind of thing. I got like someone else has to benefit in order for it to feel like I, I need to do it. So like even this podcast is mostly I suck at listening or I used to <laughs> I was a lot worse at it and I used to interrupt people a lot more. A lot of things like you know, if you do a podcast, it'll help me you know, with a lot of those things. Um, and so how, how far along are you in this uh, new book you're writing? Are you just starting it or are you? No, it's along? pretty much done. I'm already on my third book. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so now that I got let go, I have to really just put my all into this. You know, I really, yeah. Yeah, just hoping my book will be on the bestsellers list one day. There That's you go. what I'm working towards and trying to get myself out there. So do you have a name for the new book? Um, the next one is called Last Kiss. There's is it a trilogy type of thing? Or are they all? <laughs> um, they're kind of connected, I guess, because they're lessons. Um, the third book is like about dating. It's uh -huh. more about dating and going through through that and things that I've written about. 
dating and like like ghosting you know those yeah, kind of just a little preview what are the what are the some of the failures you've had in the, the new dating world since because i also agree it's a crazy world now <laughs> compared yeah. to any time in the past i think just i think i realized uh last year because i went on like 20 dates last year and i was like i'm going to find somebody so that was my goal so i went on 20 dates and um i noticed that when guys liked me that I didn't like them back. And then the guys that didn't show interest, I liked them. So I was like, hold on, hold on. Like, I really noticed that. So I took a break and I was like, okay, there's something wrong with you here, Melissa. Yeah. <laughs> like, you or at can't. least it, it's yeah. okay if the person who's not interested is good and worth seeking out. But if you're only doing it because you're chasing the validation of the person who won't give it to you that's exactly yeah, yeah. That so be... I had to take a step back and really just I'm always really honest with myself I always mm-hmm. like analyze what I do and try to fix it and try to change it for the better so I can come out and you know be better at, at dating so I noticed that and um I took a break from it and now I literally just got on this week onto hinge oh nice <laughs> And uh, yeah, so like now I real I know more what I want. I know like my well, triggers and things that I do. So I'm trying to improve on that. It's very different as a woman, I imagine. Uh, it's yeah. like turning on the fire hose because there's an infinite amount of men. Whereas the men, you have to really try to figure out how to entice people. Yeah. You know, it's like the opposite. It's a supply demand issue where uh, there's plenty of men trying to get, you know, trying to date women and the women have to kind of like, yeah. you know, hold them back from them and i imagine it's uh it's probably overwhelming in the in the apps specifically because there's just so many people you know that could could be out there so it's hard to it takes a lot of time to sift through the duds so to speak to find uh you know some of those diamonds in the rough but is that the one you prefer is hinge the one that kind of like makes sense to you in terms of how it works well, yeah, because it's the relationship one, so they say. But yeah, I've been on all of them. I went. I've been on Bumble. I've been on Tinder. I've been on all of them. And like, I think I always say, you know, people's red flags from day one. If you mm-hmm. go on a date with them, if you pay attention, I truly believe you can catch their red flags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I think you just need to date with intention. Like, what are your intentions? Do you want? you know, to have somebody to play with, or do you want somebody to have a relationship with? I think you need, I think date online dating would go a lot better if people were just honest about what they want yeah. and honest when they don't want with it. Because, even, yeah. yeah. With themselves and with the other person, like no one's going to be hurt if you don't want to go out on a second date, but just they were before. Date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like, they already were there. <laughs> Exactly. I can't stand when people ghost me. Like, just I know that's the worst. I'm not gonna be heartbroken. You can just tell me you don't. Want yeah, to I like. I don't like lack of closure. So I also exactly hate yeah. That it's so unnecessary. I would. I'd be fine with the see you never or whatever. But at least a no, uh, rather than like, oh, I wonder what's going on there. Um, and so, where can people go to find you these days? Where's the best place for them to track you down or look at what you're working on? Um, on Instagram and I'm on TikTok. My oh, cool. MDS dot rights. Okay, cool. I'll make sure to put that in the show notes. And if you want to make sure to email me those links, I can make sure uh, that they're uh, spelled right and everything. Also, I don't think we've mentioned it on the podcast, but this is your first podcast. What got you into wanting to try to do this? 
I always wanted to have my own podcast. So I, I'm like, at first I need to be a guest and see yeah, how it works. <laughs> yeah. And um, I just wanted to share my story and uh, promote my book too, which is available on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. I will make sure to put a link on it um, for sure. And uh, also I will make sure I, I do know some other um, hosts who might want to have you on there. Uh, podcast if you'd like to do trust me guesting is so much easier because right after we're done here you are done you can just leave and you don't think about it again i have to then you know make sure it gets published and promoted and all this other stuff so while you can do the guest thing for a while <laughs> until you're really comfortable then do the host thing because it takes i mean i probably have like 10 episodes that are waiting to be posted because i'm so lazy with the, it's easy to talk it's harder to <laughs> Do all the other stuff, um, but getting comfortable doing this is is uh, is one of the better things. I mean, and it's I'm I applaud you for coming on this show specifically because a lot of people have said no because they don't want to talk about um, failure or or not not succeeding or bearing some of the the harder sides. So I appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing a lot of that. Um, it's uh, it's not easy, but it, it's important. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I have so many other failures. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can obviously have you on. Once you Those are only the out, half of it. <laughs> after your next book launches, make sure you come back on and we'll do a, uh, a recap and you can talk about all the things. Is there anything specifically in the publishing of your book that went wrong? Just as a final thing that we'll th- say, like, what was the biggest hurdle? Because I wanted to publish a book. I have no idea uh, what's involved besides making it a PDF and saying, here you go, world. Is that all it is? <laughs> easier I think I got in my head a lot about it because I wanted to publish it already two years ago and I think I got in my head and was like oh no what are people gonna think about you I think it was more getting outside of my head and just doing what I wanted to do yeah that was the hardest part The, the process was it's fairly easy but poetry is very easy to write it and edit so it yeah, it, has, it doesn't have a, such a formula in terms of where it's supposed to go uh, thematically yeah. or anything. You can kind of take it where you want. But the advertising, I think, advertising, getting yourself out there, yep. getting known, I think that's that's the part I'm struggling with now. Yeah, even the not feeling like you're like a car salesman or whatever when you're talking to people. That exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And that's why I did the license plate thing and everything. I was trying to make it so like I had to be people will be looking at me through these lenses so that I have to be like get used to being judged and stuff like that or maybe I'm not sure what it is but the more I can care less about people and what they think the better everything becomes because then you can be more present in the moment and actually share what's important rather than be hyper aware of you know people being critical of you you know and so great job on this podcast thank you for joining me and uh and i definitely appreciate it and i'm sure you'll have much success not only your books but uh anything you want to do what what uh do you have any names or ideas for your podcast that you might host yourself is there any uh names you can kick it around if not i will happily start brainstorming for you it'll be about dating right and relationships is that right yeah i don't know it'd be like nice girl something something. (laughs) i don't know Cool. Well, I'll, I'll, if I come up with any fun ideas, I'll make sure to shoot them your way. Cool. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you very much. And um, I will make sure to let you know once the uh, episode's posted so you can share it with uh, whoever um, you've got in your fan base. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right. Awesome.
Thanks for joining me on the Failure Guy podcast. If you enjoyed it, feel free to tell somebody. And don't forget, always try to fail it till you nail it. Till next time. Would you like to be more efficient, productive, and confident in your work at the office? Over 750 million people worldwide use Excel, yet it's still a misunderstood and frequently misused tool. That's why I created Excel Exposure, so you can work smarter and not harder. The Excel Essentials course gives you over 5 hours of in-depth video lessons, plus it comes along with my master workbook which has every function, shortcut, and all the examples to follow along. Investopedia actually included my course in their list of 6 best online Excel classes of 2021, saying it's best for visual learners. As someone who's an expert in failure, I can certainly teach you and your team how to avoid spreadsheet failures and create bulletproof Excel documents. Use the coupon code FAILURE for 20% off of the lifetime access price. Visit ExcelExposure.com for more information and also my existing award-winning free training.